Welcome to Whispered Mind, the empath and the narcissist podcast. I am your host, Hadil, and today's topic is emotional healing, taking the first step. Everybody experiences pain, loss, or trauma at some point in their lives. Every experience is unique to the individual and the impact of the pain, loss, or trauma can vary from person to person. Healing is a natural part of the human experience and it is so important to take ownership of our own healing as soon as humanely possible. On this podcast, we talk about narcissistic relationships. And for anyone who experiences emotional and psychological abuse by their narcissistic partner, trauma and pain is a large part of this awful experience. When your partner is narcissistic, in other words, he or she is someone who is lacking in emotional empathy or compassion, and as such is someone that treats you poorly. They exploit your relationship to benefit them and only them. They use manipulation tactics to serve their own needs at the expense of your needs. They invalidate your emotions and treat you with contempt, although this may not be too obvious. Sometimes they are dismissive and unsupportive as a partner. Being in a relationship with someone like that can be can severely impact your mental health, i.e. exacerbate your anxiety or trigger your depression or other mental disorders. Your partner constantly gaslights you. They project onto you. For example, they tell you that you are really bad at doing things or that you're a failure or they say that you are a negative person or something to that effect. What is happening really is that what they project onto you is most likely how they see themselves on a subconscious level. For example, if they say that you're always lazy, then that's how they believe themselves to be and so on. They are likely to pick on you, find your best qualities and turn them into a negative negative characteristic uh, of yours, which you start to believe over time and it becomes embedded into your own belief system. As a result, you may start to frequently gaslight yourself For example, one of your strengths might be that you are a kind, empathic person, but the narcissist in your life assertively tells you that you are a doormat or that everyone walks all over you. One of your traits might be that you have a really lovely voice, as a random example, and you love singing. The narcissist in your life might tell you that you're not as good as you think you are. So stop singing, even though this is something that brings you joy. Can you see how something like that can become so detrimental? Narcissists want you to believe that you are lesser than, lesser than anyone else, especially lesser than the narcissist. They want you to be lacking in confidence and 
to be incredibly insecure. They want you to live in doubt, in fear and in uncertainty. This is so important to them because when you live in these kind of states, it allows them to maintain their position of strength, power, dominance and control. In their minds, they must have the upper hand. So they use every tactic in the in their book to assert their control over you and confuse you. They use emotional manipulation tactics such as withdrawing affection, putting you down, criticizing you, calling you names and sticking on you untrue labels in the way they may describe your character or they describe your intentions. They guilt trip you. They trigger your shame. They triangulate you by bringing in other members of the family or friends to shame you further. They give you the silent treatment and walk away in the middle of an important conversation, childishly telling you this conversation is over. Or they deflect and redirect conversation in order to avoid accountability and shift blame onto you. They use every tactic possible and it can be really subtle. Their manipulation might be, might be even sprinkled with a little love bombing, a little kindness faked kindness, of course, they remind you of good memories that you've had, the good old times, and give you examples of how good they have been to you, how good they've treated you. They talk about the future and tell you how things could be even better, i.e. future faking. This confuses you further because you start ruminating over the good aspects and start to backtrack and doubt your decision to end things. It's really hard to end a relationship that has been ongoing for years, especially when there are children involved and family, friends and a whole society to consider uh, when making this decision, not to mention having to deal with the reaction of the narcissist. He or she may make things very difficult for you, and the pain of having to deal with everything on top of the resistance that may come from the narcissist is added pain. No one can prepare you for how tough these things are. And it's also terrifying thinking about starting new. Perhaps you've been through all of that and have finally carved a new path for yourself and are ready to put the narcissistic experience behind you. As I said earlier, it's important to take ownership of your own healing and begin as soon as humanely possible. You may start while you're still dealing with the challenges that the relationship is presenting to you and you may start when you are on the path of moving on. Take the first step towards healing. This looks and feels different to everyone. Everyone's journey is unique to them. Here are 10 important things to consider. Number one, healing may take a few weeks, a few months, a few years, or maybe even a few decades. Take as much time as you need. Number two, there's no right or wrong when it comes to healing. Healing. 
Your truth, your reality and your feelings matter and must be acknowledged. Number three, it's highly likely that you will blame yourself a lot. You will blame yourself for certain decisions that you made during the relationship or decisions that led to the creation of this relationship. You'll blame yourself for allowing the other person to treat you the way they did. This wasn't your fault. It's important to take ownership But remember that there were two people in a relationship and where abuse was taking place, you didn't ask for it. You didn't deserve it. You didn't cause or create it. The abuser is completely responsible for every abusive word, action or behavior that they chose to subject you to. Number four, you will feel a lot of guilt, maybe towards your narcissistic partner or or mom or whoever the narcissist uh, was in your life. You will feel guilty towards your kids if you have kids. You may feel guilty because the narcissist has said things to trigger your feelings of guilt. And that had such an impact on you. Number five, you may still be dealing with a lot of confusion, anger, resentment, and lots of negative feelings. That's completely normal and extremely common. Number six, shame is also quite common. The narcissist projects their own shame onto you. Their behaviors and actions re-traumatize you and trigger your shame. This can be really hard to deal with. The narcissist may launch a smear campaign against you to turn everyone against you and recruit them into their hate campaign against you. You may feel alone in the world, hated by everyone who you thought were your friends. This may not be true, but that might be your perception. It's important to remember that the shame is a reflection of the narcissist shame. It's not a reflection on you. And you have every right to let go of feelings of shame. You have nothing to be ashamed of. We, as humans, all make mistakes in life. We're we're all flawed on some level. And it's okay to learn from these mistakes. Number seven, there are lots of intervention options to explore. You may choose to work with a therapist or a mental health professional who specializes in narcissistic abuse to deal with complex traumas. You may choose to work with a coach to help support you move on. You may choose to work with both simultaneously or neither. Whatever you choose to do is okay. Do what feels aligned with you and what will support you in the best way possible. Number eight, healing involves breaking old thought patterns and behaviors. It involves working on changing old disempowering belief systems into much more positive empowering belief systems. It's about changing the way you speak to yourself from negative to positive. 
It's about rebuilding your confidence, combating your insecurities, boosting your level of self-worth and really falling in love with who you are as a person. It's about reclaiming your identity and rebuilding your relationship with yourself. Number nine, healing involves a lot of communication and support from people who are there for you, your solid support network, even if that means having just one person who is your solid uh, support. Talk about your feelings, express yourself and communicate. Repressing emotions and thoughts can do more harm than good. And finally, number 10. Healing consists of a lot of self-care. Give yourself permission to pamper yourself. And that means uh, things like movement. Go exercise, walk, dance, do yoga, go swim. Whatever works for you, do it and do it consistently. And have fun with it. Involving all your senses. Smell things that bring you joy. Maybe even happy nostalgia. For me, personally, that's the smell of jasmine flower. I love I love that smell. It's one of my favorites. Listen to music or podcasts that uplift you. Watch stand-up comedy if that, li- if that lifts your mood. Or watch films that make you happy without spending hours in front of the TV because actually that can have more of a detrimental impact. So just, just, just know that. Go to a spa with your best friend or mum. Book a weekend away somewhere exciting or relaxing or that has beautiful scenery. Break away from old habits or patterns. Invite new exciting activities or hobbies into your life. Break free from people or activities that bring you down or or spoil your mood. For me personally, healing took over a decade in truth. There were layers to healing. So at first, I was in a lot of pain and I was dealing with so much confusion, guilt, shame, hurt, anger, resentment and feeling so crap about myself. I had low self-esteem and low self-worth. I was depressed on the sofa for days on end, watching TV and had absolutely no will to move. I was psychologically and emotionally paralyzed and I really, really struggled. Then once I decided to fight for myself and regain my strength mentally and emotionally, I started doing a lot of what I mentioned above, what I mentioned earlier, I mean. I started moving. At first, I was doing a lot of walking, then walking mixed in with running, then running more than walking until I signed up for my first half marathon, then my second. Then I did a lot of hiking. The combination of fresh air, beautiful, natural scenery, exercise, increased fitness levels and increased strength had such a significant positive impact on me. My support network played a huge role in my healing. I wanted to be happy and strong for them as much as for myself. And I wanted to inspire and impact those around me. 
For example, my mom was really hurt for what I went through and she was incredibly angry and had her own emotions. So it was really important to me that she see me take ownership of my own happiness and, and moving on. I wanted to be happy and make my mom happy and it worked. Seeing me make positive changes impacted her in a positive way. There was still anger and hurt and resentment deep down, but the more layers that I peeled over time, the better I became. I knew I was healing the less I became triggered by certain situations or people or certain topics of discussion. At the beginning, a lot of a lot can be triggering, but it gets easier over time. This is something to take note of. I made the decision to set myself free from the narcissistic uh, experience, the relationship, and it was really hard at first. I actually think that things can get much harder before they get easier and more manageable. It's worth hanging on. Tap into your resilience because you are resilient. If you've endured years with a narcissist, then you know you're resilient. So you can do this. You deserve to take the path towards healing. No, you carve your own path. The rewards in the long run will be so much worth it. I promise you they will. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode has given you some value and it has inspired you in some way. I would love to know what's resonated most with you. For feedback and support, you can reach out to me through my socials, which you'll find in the description box. You are welcome to join my private Facebook community, Remarkable You. This community is there to support, uplift and empower women like you to live their best lives. If you would like to have a chat with me, you can book a free 30-minute clarity call. You may email me at inquire at whisperedmind.com or DM me through Instagram or Facebook. I would love for you to tune in every week as I upload an episode every Friday. I would love for you to subscribe, rate, download or share the episode in order to reach more people who may benefit from hearing my message. In the next episode, I talk about can the narcissist change? I look forward to connecting with you then. Wishing you love and peace, my friend.